Hey everyone, I want to talk to you real quick about Anchor. I love podcasts, and back in high school, I tried to start one. It crashed and burned almost immediately because high school schedules are basically the anti podcast. But after deciding to revive and remodel it in 2021, actually being able to record in 2022, Anchor was instinctually my first port of call. Now, this is not a sponsored segment, much as I wish it was. Anchor really is just that good. It's super quick, super easy to do. I record on my dingy laptop with a mid-tier mic, and Anchor just makes it so efficient to get these episodes out there. What's more, you can pre-record segments like this one, for example, upload them, and drop them into wherever you want to drop them in during your episode. And you can do that all just on your phone. It's so... I. I don't want to overuse the term super easy, but it, it really is super easy. If you want to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about, I would highly recommend getting Anchor. All right, well, that's quite a way we bring to you our feature presentation. Welcome to our feature presentation where every Friday I, Maddie, sit down with one of my many delightful friends and we engage in high-minded intellectual discussion about a select cinematic work for, I always say roughly an hour and a half, but it, it always ends up being like 50 minutes after editing, maybe an hour 15. So yeah, uh, this week's work will be Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and the delightful friend is B. Hi, B. Hi! So who is B? Uh, what do you like to do for fun? Where can the people find you? Tell the nice people a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm B. Um, I am a English student. I study literature and creative writing. Um, I like reading comic books, and uh, I'm kind of a film bro. I've decided in my life. Um, anything else I need to add? I don't think so. Well. Before we get started, the first question that I ask everyone on this show is, you are going to the movie theater today, and you've picked out your movie, and you've just woken up for the day. What is your routine? Uh, any weird habits or rituals? What's your timekeeping like? What are your go-to snacks? If your friends are flying solo? Anything like that. Okay, so if I'm going to the movies, I, I am going to dehydrate, because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom in the middle. So I'm not going to, like, drink anything that's got a lot of, like stuff that'll make me have to go to the bathroom. I've learned that over the years. Um, I'm not gonna lie, you know, that that's a thing that happens. Um, I typically go with some friends. I normally, or, you know, or some family. So I like to go with my twin sister. She's lovely to see a movie with. I like to go with some of my other friends. Um, and uh, I typically go to whatever theater is either cheapest or closest to me. And just showing the right films. Um, and I, not to be a bad theater goer, but I sneak in snacks. I'm not buying stuff overpriced oh, uh, at the theater. But shh, that's not something that other people need to know. So that's just a secret for anyone who listens to this podcast. Um, uh, and I uh, believe... We don't judge. That's fine. Oh, sorry. You go. No, no I was just going to say, I don't judge you for the snacks thing. And I believe that, like, a superior snack food for the theater is um, a good uh, 
Reese's cups, so Reese's peanut butter cups, or um, right? They're so good. Um, and maybe like an iced coffee because I am perpetually drinking coffee. <laughs> Interesting. It's very uh, out there mix of cinema snacks, but I'm into it. I love Reese's. I love a good Reese's milkshake. Yeah, right. Not that often, but uh, Reese's milkshake is so good. Um, so I forgot to ask Anne this when we did the Captain Marvel episode, but why don't you give me your thoughts on the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands today? Because I think it's reached a point where it's like it should be. Well, I don't know about should be, but I don't, what's your thoughts on it? Like, make it a little talking point. I have complicated feelings about the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Very much the same. But what? <laughs> very much the same. I'm complicated. I feel like most people magic. have complicated feelings now about it. Mm. Um, but I I grew up watching it. I I love a lot of the early stuff, so. You know, sometimes even if they're not like super good movies, I still have a fun time. And I think in the yeah. most recent years, like ever since Disney Plus started, I've definitely fallen off. Like I haven't seen any of the movies since Shang-Chi, I think. That was the last one I went and saw um, mm. because I was just like, felt like there was too much stuff going out. I didn't want to go to the theater because of COVID. Um <laughs> And I felt like, and I also found out they weren't paying their creators for content they were using in their movies. And I just felt like ethically, yeah. I couldn't support it, especially since they're mm. also like going down in quality over time. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I've pirated much of like, uh, pretty much everything after Endgame. Yeah. Um, so like, I'll probably yeah. go see Love and Thunder just because I'm a... I love anything that Taika Waititi oh, puts out. That's like, mm. I'm excited for that. I might go see Black Panther because I love Namor and Namor's rumored for it, but I really don't think mm -hmm. I have sights out for anything else considering how terrible everything else has just looked over the past that couple. That is completely fair. Um, I also want to go see Love and Thunder. Uh, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, I haven't either, I and I don't I really have Raimi, so. plans to see it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, it's like, uh, while, while I like dunking on Feige and like, let's be real, it is funny to bully the MCU shield. You know, at the end of the day, I don't hate the MCU. Because, like, on average, I can pick up an MCU movie, watch it start to finish, and say, yeah, it was good, and then leave without dedicating any more thinking time to it. I just think it's important to, like, keep in mind that what you see on the screen will not be 100% accurate to the comics. And it's okay to admit that there's something wrong with the portrayal, like, minor or major as it may be. And seeing surface-level comic com panel comparisons that look vaguely similar isn't a substitute for actually reading the comics. And yes, this is a targeted message. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I think they're fun, and I I love I love the environment of going to see one. But if I think about it for too long, I'm just like it gives me a headache. So it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, it just gets worse. So if I just go see it, and I'm like, okay, I can watch this and have fun. That's kind of my mindset. Yeah, but like they have this consistent uh, middling quality that doesn't really do anything special, but like also isn't unwatchable. 
But that said, you said that you haven't watched anything since, like, the Disney Plus, the move to Disney Plus. Mine, well, I wouldn't say I stopped watching them, but ever since, like, Avengers 2012, I feel like that's where the decline began. And, like, Phase 1 actually felt like movies compared to everything else where they started to make products. And Winter Soldier was, like, the lost time. I felt like the MCU was consistently making movies instead of products. See, and, and I, I enjoyed, like, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was fun, so I kind of feel like that era, so, like, maybe Phase yeah, 2 was kind of where like... I kind of lost stuff, because, like, I think, like, mm. even, like, so stuff that's, like, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, I still think those have, like, creativity and are interesting, and so I think it kind of is... Mm. Before phase three is kind of where I think it was like at its peak. So like winters yeah. like that era where it was like the winter soldier and stuff, like until I don't know, mm-hmm. whenever phase three ended, no whenever phase two ended, I think that's kind of where I that's my sweet spot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's like I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed other movies, but I'm saying like they hit Winter Soldier, yeah, like Phase Two, I guess, yeah, and then it started to like dip. Um, but like, I have not thought about Tony Stark's death since I left the theater, except when people put it on my Twitter feed in meme format. But every so often, I still think about "I'm with you to the end of the line" because that, to me, felt like a moment in a story and not shock value for a fan reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even with mentioning like Endgame, like. I remember I was pretty devastated when Natasha died. That's a spoiler, but it's a movie that is years, several years old, and you see that oh, meme constantly. Yeah. And I, the I time felt, has run out. and I didn't like the way she died. I felt it was fridging. Um, mm. And uh, which, if you're a listener, you don't know what fridging is. Uh, just Google it. It's a cool thing to learn about in comic books and movies. <laughs> um, and I I was very upset when I saw it because I was like, there was no point to this. And she was, you know, I felt like it was kind of yeah. a misogynistic death. But I don't I care. I'm not like emotionally invested in that death. I'm more just yeah. like, this felt stupid. Yeah, I felt the same way about Gamora. Yeah. I was like, I think and the most similar the MCU is to the comics is the fact that they love fridging female characters. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I took my coffee. It's cool, I can cut this out. I'm so efficient in the edited version. <laughs> okay, so what is your uh, history with this movie, whether that is, you know, a character, an actor, the genre, or the director. Like, what got you to watch Winter Soldier in the first place? Okay, so I'm gonna start with the fact that I saw this movie on preview night, like, the day before it came out. So I, I saw this when I was, like, I think 10. It was 2014, and this was, like, was I 10? Maybe I was 11. I think I was 11, but, um, I saw this on preview night because I loved Captain America. I had, and I loved Black Widow. Black Widow was like my favorite character of all time. I had like read all of her comic books. I had read all of the Winter Soldier saga by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting. Like, so this movie was like, I had high expectations and my sister was a huge fan of the Falcon. My dad um, loved Captain America growing up. He loved the Falcon. 
he he could care less about Bucky, but that's okay because at that time <laughs> Bucky was kind of like a dead character, you know, up until two thousand five, yeah. and um, my mom just thought Chris Evans was hot, so she was like, I I will go. <laughs> that's like my mom's like main reasoning behind why she likes Captain America. She could not care less about any of the other MCU movies. She just thinks that Chris Evans is attractive and that's like her mo- that's her main <laughs> like goal for watching these. So, you know, my dad was living in Minnesota at the time um, because he moved up early to start a job. So we were still in St. Louis and we went to this old theater and I can't remember what it's called, but like they had couches and it was like super old and it was really fun um and like it was just full of people who were like very excited to see that movie because you know nobody else goes to preview mm. night except for like huge fans yeah the hardcore. oh game. yeah and like there was also a tornado outside but none of us knew so like we left and we like my mom checked her phone and there had like been a tornado warning but yeah <laughs> i I had so much fun watching that movie um, when it first came out. And I think it's remained my favorite Marvel movie that has come out since then. So this is pretty high standards for me, for me to like this for like almost 10, like eight years now, for this to remain my favorite Marvel movie. Fair enough. Um, I didn't like actively start around the time of, oh boy. Phase one shifting into phase two, or maybe like a bit before that. I actually had no idea there was actually an MCU because I didn't actually get into comics until like 2014, 2015, around then. And I was, I had Sam Raimi's Spider Man growing up, but I was always a DC guy. So I've not like been big into Marvel and in general but i'm like changing that as i go further and further into comics obviously so i had no idea they were like planning a big like connected universe um but i i did go to i don't think i caught it in theaters but i did watch winter soldier and it was i had no interest in the mcu but i always kind of knew that like captain america had always been on like the higher end of the MCU for me. I really love the Captain America movies. They are so cool. Yeah, I was like, of all the MCU movies, like, I think they're the mm-hmm. most consistent until uh, Civil War. Like, the first one is, like, still one of my favorites. I think that is, like, an ex. Absolutely, I love a good yeah. period piece. So, like, getting to see, like, all that <laughs> fantastic costuming and, like, the cheesy, like, Yeah, that oh, aspects. Still my favorite. Ugh. Uh, I, I, I'm... I'd have to think about it to say it's my favorite MCU suit, but first Avenger cap suit is like one of my gotta be top five. Oh yeah, it's an excellent suit. And Winter Soldier remained like at the top of my MCU ranking until No Way Home came out, which was entirely nostalgia bait, but like I don't care. I'm just happy to see Willem Dafoe again. Yeah, I was like, I almost went to see it just because I'm in love with Alfred Molina. Like I was like Absolutely. I was like, I it was I was like, I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get my family sick, so I'm not gonna go see it. But I am in love (laughs) with um Doc Ock. That's just like I love a good cheesy Spider-Man villain. Like for me to like Spider-Man, I'm like, my girlfriend, if she listens to this, sh- I don't care for Peter Parker. Um, 
But I love any of the women in the Spidey books, and I love the villains. Like Craven, yes, a serve. I I love Felicia. I love Mary Jane. I think Peter is fine, but everybody else is like Yas and Slay pilled for me. God, who's my favorite Spider Woman? Oh, geez, I have to think about that. I don't know who my favorite like female Spidey character is. There are so many good ones. I have to think about that. But anyway, um, so what are the things that you love most about Captain America: The Winter Soldier, from like big emotional moments to tiny insignificant details, or any memorable scenes or pieces of dialogue that stick in your mind? Like what? What puts this over the top for you? Okay, so I think the casting overall, like Robert Redford as like this, like, he's just a a really good villain. And he's not in any of the Cap lore, so that kind of was like, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting the, him to be the, I mean, you can tell, it's not a surprise that he's the villain, because like, he just yeah. exudes villain energy in that, but... Like, it was, sh- it was surprising in that, like, first thing, I don't see Robert Redford as a villain ever. I'm always like, yes, he's kind of a heroic type actor. Yeah, he's got kind of like a Western vibe. Yeah, because you know? he was in a lot of Westerns. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember watching a lot of movies with my grandfather with him in it. And so I just love watching him do anything because he will act like his, his little boots off in anything so he is just excellent in this i think um i think sebastian stan is great as the winter soldier i i have beef with this movie because i don't like aged up bucky i love kid bucky more than anything in the world so i don't i i have beef with him for just existing but i think that he is truly great in this because First thing, the action that he puts in and also, like, the fact that he has, like, what, like, four lines in this and he still manages to act out, like, most of the main cast is kind of crazy to me. And that sold me. And I think they kind of, they kind of lost that with his character later by, you know, and I think Mm. they didn't give him quite as good uh, material to work with because he's clearly a a very good actor um, in that sense and I thought he was great at portraying the Winter Soldier as a character. I don't know how I feel about the MCU writing of Bucky in general, but I think he kills it. Um, The bridge fight? The bridge fight is, like, one of the best, like, choreographed fights. Also, when the Winter Soldier first shows up. Like, that little, like, screaming noise as the cars are, like, chasing Nick Fury, and then he just flips (laughs) the vehicle and steps out of the way. Like, that's yeah. cinema. <laughs> I actually had a note about um, the fights later on, but uh, first thing I had was uh, this is the movie that introduces Sam Wilson, and just right off the bat, Stephen Sam's relationship is so great, as is Stephen Nat's. Oh, like the character just, dynamics uh, they, in this the are them, excellent. Yes, yeah, they bounce off each other so well, and absolutely, it was caught. I. Anthony Mackie, yes, he's he makes a great Falcon. Oh thing. yeah, he's definitely he has like the big energy and he's very captivating. Like everything he does, mm. I'm like, yes, I want to watch you just act for a while. 
<laughs> I think he's great as Sam. Lying. I don't like that they changed Sam to a veteran counselor. I miss social worker Sam, but I know that they have military mm. contracts, so yeah, you know. Uh, but like that line about it comes later on in the film about how Sam does everything Steve does just blow up. I think that's all. What a great line for Sam. And it's literally, that's that's pretty much it. That's like how you describe Sam. I wish they had the birds, Mm. though. I think having him talk to birds. The Red Wing into a little drone. Yeah. Like, I think adding, like, having him talking to the birds and using the birds to spy would have been a really interesting aspect to this movie. And I think it's kind of cheesy. It's a kind of cheesy power, but I I love it more than anything in the world. Yes. Oh my god. Um the the boat fight when Steve leaps out of the jet with without a parachute. Oh, that just that takes my breath away. It's so good, time. but I it also love, gives me I ultimate love, like, flashbacks. <laughs> He's like Bucky's oh, like, he, Captain America says parachutes are for girls, and then Steve, like, jumps out of it. And, like, Ultimates, this is off topic, but Ultimates- No, no, please, it's related. Are, is literally, because the MCU is based off Ultimates, like, that just inherently, like, um, does some things for me, because Ultimates is so bad, and it's, like, my favorite garbage yeah. read. Like, whenever I'm feeling sad- <laughs> And I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to read something that's just utter garbage. I'm like, Ultimates is that for me. I have not read Ultimates. Yet, you really you need to. Pretty terrible. You you really need <laughs> to read Ultimates. There's a lot of comics I need to read, dude. It's by Mark Miller, Miller and it's so bad. And like the oh, first issue, it. like the first few panels, like Steve is like in World War II. And he's, Steve, this is Republican Steve. So Ultimate Steve is the main difference between him and... Um, 616 Steve and MCU Steve is that he's a Republican. And... Yeah, I believe Mark Miller would write shit like that. Yeah, yeah. and so he's like... First thing, first thing, Bucky's like a 15-year-old and he's a photographer instead of like a sidekick. So he's a war photographer. And Bucky's like chain-smoking and like all the guys on the ship or on the flight are like, dude, those will kill you. And he's like... They're n- at least they're not the French bread ones. Those are like tar, and you're like you're still chain smoking, and you're a child. Um, and then Steve is like, "Time to get out of the plane," and they're like, "Where's your parachute?" And Bucky goes, "Haven't you heard? Captain America says parachutes are for girls." <laughs> and that's that's like how the book starts, and it is iconic. Wow, yeah, I believe Mark Miller would write shit like that. It's- I, I do believe that. It's perfect. <laughs> I have- it's everything to me. It's bad, but I love it. God, there are so many comics I need to read. Oh my god. What's my- hang on, wait. What's my queue at right now? My queue is at 579. <laughs> so far. And like, in fairness, that's not- like full books some of it are like um single issues yeah and some of them are just like oh just these issues here but yeah i'm up to like upwards of 550 like you have to I'm read at least reading- the first and second volume and that's like 20 mm. issues total and that was like one of and it's so bad <laughs> i'm currently reading um silver sable in the wild pack oh and god i'm 
terrified if they ever put Silva in the MCU because I really like her. I I think that would go very poorly. I don't think the MCU knows how to write complex women, so I I think that would go very poorly. Yeah, but back to Winter Soldier. Yes, back to that. Um, when he jumps out of the par- he jumps out of the plane though. That's like that. The that's a great way to start a movie. Just like kicking off. Absolutely. And I like that they have Batrock. Like, I anytime there's a like, I like that they have references to the Cap lore, and I kind of wish they had leaned more into it. Like they have Batrock and Crossbones in this, and Batrock kind mm. of is. I wish they had given him, like, a, a mustache, at least, because I know that they can't really do yeah. the goofy costume, but, like, lean into I him being to do a goofy it. French villain. Yeah. I've, I've met Batroc once in, like, the Jed McKay Black Cat run. I thought you met, like, actual Batroc, and I was like, what? No. <laughs> no. You were, like, no. at a con, and, like, there was just Batroc there, and he's, like, doing, like, um, jump-ups. I met the Batroc. <laughs> I met the Batroc. No, um, I've only seen him in Jed McKay's Black Cat Run, and I really like him in Jed McKay's Black Cat Run. He's so funny, and I wish they kept his little mustache. Yeah, I yeah. wish they had like leaned into him being a goofy character, because a lot of the Cap lore mm. is just goofy villains that are also like terrifying. It's a it's a small thing, but oh 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 shit about the leaping out of the jet thing. Do you uh, watch Corridor Crew on YouTube at all? I do not. Okay, well, there are a bunch of VFX guys who do a lot of work in the industry, and sometimes they bring on other people from other departments, and one of their guests was one of the stuntmen in that jet scene. And every time I watch that scene, I remember this anecdote he told about how he was falling asleep during that scene, and now when I go back and watch it, I can fucking see his eyes, like, start closing. No! Oh my gosh, that's so good. And he's he's part of the strike team, and so he's also in the elevator fight, and there's this scene where, like, it's after the fight is done, and, like, all the henchmen, all, like, the strike members are lying on the floor, and he was actually asleep in that scene. That's like something I I would do if I were an actor. I'd just be like, okay, I'm. Did I get my coffee today? No, I'm just gonna fall asleep <laughs> after this action scene. Yeah, I'll point it out afterwards. I'll take like a drink of. That's but fantastic. Yeah, um, God, I I noted down that like when Steve fights Batroc and he removes his helmet, we see his dumbass helmet hair. Oh, I love helmets. Yeah, and when he's like. And anytime, like, Batroc just, like, jumps and, like, kicks him and, like, sends him flying back, I think that's excellent. I also think the fight yeah. was choreographed and it was shot in a way that does make Steve look faster and, like, stronger than everyone else on the boat. And I thought that was yeah. really interesting. I I think this is... This gets a lot of critiques for being a gray movie, and I agree with that, but I feel like it's intentional in a way that the other movies that are gray are not because it is shot like a political thriller and you can say what you want about it not being a political thriller some people have Mm. that argument and i think it's a weak political thriller comparatively to other ones but i think it's intentional to look that way because the way colors do pop when there are bright colors like natasha's wig is always like very bright steve's costume always pops 
um, the arm always mm-hmm. pops really well on Winter Soldier. So I think it's an intentional reason to look like this, and it's supposed to look a be a realistic way. And I think all the action in this is shot very well. Like I'll give the Russos that. Like I think it's a little gray, but I think it's a it it is very intentional. That's fair. I do believe that like before I watched uh, Shang Chi, these were like this movie had the best fight scenes in the MCU bar none. Um, but then I watched Shang Chi and I was like, I I also grew up on kung fu movies, so like that. Was, oh yeah, that, that one has like me. fantastic <laughs> fight choreo. Like I enjoyed that thoroughly. So those are kind of two. If I want to see really good fighting, I'll watch those two movies. Yeah. Um. I also like. I didn't make a note until uh Bucky's first appearance, like just before it, um, with Fury's fucking tricked out SUV. I love. I love. So like I just love the SUV stuff. Like just that entire <laughs> scene where like the car chase. I love a good car chase. I think it's good, and yeah. I think I whenever the the Penske truck ad placement has me laughing every time. Cause like that Penske truck just like goes speeding through. It is like, don't worry, our drivers are professionals. They will not get your stuff destroyed in a gigantic terrorist car chase. And I'm like, I think that's excellent <laughs> ad placement. Well, is that like a moving company? I don't think we it is a moving pu- company. It's the big yellow truck in the fight scene that like goes speeding across the thing right when, uh, and that. that it like blocks the cop cars from getting uh, fury. I think very, and it is like the most <laughs> obvious product placement of all time. But it is like literally my favorite thing. Fair enough. Um, the next one I had was that like Bucky's fucking. Mo- I wish we'd seen Bucky's mask more in the MCU. Yeah, because that was raw. And I love his fucking Bruce Wayne emo eye makeup. Yes, like, before Bruce Wayne was out here with the eye makeup, we had Bucky Barnes. And I have major respect for it. Because that's, like, you know, what you use if you're, like, trying to... So, like, baseball players will have, like, the under eye black. And, like, that... So, like, it's good for, like, snipers and stuff. And I think that really emphasizes Bucky's go-to. As well as it also mm. calls back to his domino mask. So, I love it. I wish they'd used it more. Oh, yeah, I forgot he had a kid Bucky had a domino mask. Forgot yes, he has a domino mask, and he also wears a domino mask in the comics as the Winter Soldier. Mm. And I get why they don't do domino masks in the MCU, because they always look stupid in live action. I think they look stupid in the comics, I'll be honest. Just, like, don't wear a mask if you're gonna only cover that area. See, I, like, like, I think it's fun, and I think it's fun, especially when they have the, um, whiteouts on the eyes. Like, Bucky has ones that have, like, red- Whiteouts are sexy. He has yeah. redouts on the eyes, and I think that just makes him more terrifying as a character. I- mm. I think- I think- my personal thing is that Bucky should be a horror character. Like, we should- he should be scary. Even in when he's a hero, he should be a scary guy. And I think this movie leans into that as him just being this terrifying, like, presence that is just, like, tearing through everyone. I feel that so much. I also feel uh, the same way about Batman. Yes, exactly. And, like, I, think, Have you seen, I think he should very much be freaky. Have you seen the previews for the new uh, um, Chip comic with Batman where he's like, 
He's like, are you God? He's like, not God, not even yeah. close. Oh like that, God. that is like- I've seen it. Mwah. That is like, that is very, that's like something that what I think the Winter Soldier should be like. He should just be scary and tearing through people. And that's, that's my view in life. And I will stand by that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that you had or? About things that I love. Um, I like that this is the most political Marvel movie. I think it could go more political, and I can talk about that later. Mm. But I like that it was kind of ahead of its time, I think, with the cybersecurity and surveillance state. Because, I mean, like, that was before Mm. the Facebook hearings. And I think that was really interesting, because that's literally, they're just, like, pretty much being, like, uh, they're collecting all your data, and what does that mean? Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and I definitely think it could be more political. Like, I wish they would, you know, make Hydra, like, talk about how Hydra are actually Nazis. Because they do in the first one. And I think they didn't lean enough into that. And that has created this weird sphere where people think it's okay to like Hydra. I'm like, no, let's not do that. Um, uh... And like I said, I like that they introduced Crossbones. I wish they gave him more airtime, and I wish they gave him the costume, but I love Crossbones because he's literally just evil for the sake of evil because, like, he's just literally the worst. And God, I still think every time I look at Crossbones, I think about that one Ah, oh, he stabbed me! Where he yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Captain America, and he just fucking stabs him in the because like Captain America wouldn't stab him but Bucky will and I I love that um I love the Captain Uh, America museum oh yeah yeah uh yeah the exhibit in the Smithsonian yeah I was like I want to go to that I want to go hang out at the Smithsonian Captain America museum oh man yeah dialing into what you said about like how it's kind of ahead of its time and in the surveillance state uh like I googled Watch Dogs came out in, like, the same year that Captain America Winter Soldier came out. So I'm thinking, like, maybe there was something in the air in 2014. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. um, Next note I had was, um, it was off the, he learns who Sharon is. And, like, Steve Foster in the hallways, and she's, like, Captain Rogers. He's, like, neighbor. And I kind of neighbor. Like, the tension there, like... (laughs) Ugh, they they were ready to make out. I was like, this is that was like peak Stephen Sharon dynamic. Was that scene when he was like neighbor? Yeah, that was Steve Sharon right there. Uh, the elevator fight, of course. That's excellent. The elevator fight. I love it. And God, when he's got like the magnet on his wrist and then he just fucking wrenches it off. Oh. Yeah, just excellence. Ah. There's like like I said, all the fights in this, I love. Yeah. Um. Oh, Natasha teaching Steve how to do, like, real spy work, because he's, like, very combat-focused, and he's like, oh, I, I can take the two by the stairs, you can get, like, the three over there. And, like, and then Natasha's just like, no, just put your arm around me and look away. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha is just, like, like, a lovely presence in this. I, I love whenever she's in a movie. I kind of think... They, I think they used her to take away from Sharon, and I, I kind of was not down with that because I think if you're gonna use a spy in a MCU movie that that's about Captain America, you use Sharon. 
And um, but mm. I also love Natasha, so I was glad to get some Natasha screen time. Fair enough. I think this is my favorite Natasha writing in the entire MCU. To be honest. Yeah, definitely. I actually like her writing. Okay, this is controversial, but I like her in Iron no, Man no, too. No. Oh, I liked her in Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, like that was like peak Natasha. She was mean. She was like, she was trick. She was like, she was just like manipulative. She was like a bitch, and she was just like really hot. And I was like, yes, I'm down for this because I remember watching that, and I was like a little kid, and I was like, yes. I am I am so gay for her. Like she jump when she does the jump down scene in the hallway, I was like, okay, that's what sold me on Black Widow. I was like, okay, I'm time to read these comics about her. her fa- my favorite thing about Black Widow in the MCU is she has this one move she does in fights where she'll like jump up and then like wrap her legs around a guy's head and then flip him. Yeah, she does that with Bucky like, in this one. Yeah, I saw that and I was like this I need this move to be in every fight scene ever from now on. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's such a cool move. Oh. I wish her and Bucky um, got more like dynamic screen time in this movie. Mm, that's because fair. if you're gonna adapt really the Winter Soldier storyline and you're gonna have them in the same movie, like, you know, use what you've got. They've got an amazing story in the comics, and you know, we need better romance in the MCU. Because Bruce and Natasha is not cutting it. No, it is not. Oh my god, that was I don't know what. And like Bucky was about. right there. He was literally right there, and he was canon. Like their relationship. Oh man. Um. Fuck uh, Falcon fight. Uh, at the end, because it's like I did not get a whole bunch of notes for this, but. Oh yeah, when god, the, the fight when he was fighting the Winter Soldier or when he fought Crossbones. Uh, the fight at the end, this was, like, way at the end with the heli carrier. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, and he's, like, flying around. I love a good aerial scene. Uh, it's a big reason why I love the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. God, that race through the Stark Expo with all the hammer drones. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, good-ass scene. Oh. When, but, when he was, oh. like, fighting, just, I love the scene where he's, like, do you ever shut the hell up to crossbones and then just like dex him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is just excellent. Yeah. I love to see Sam like kicking in uh his shit because I fucking hate crossbones. Like he's a just a dirtbag for dirtbags. <laughs> and and Sam like beating him up. Excellent. Oh man. Um the last note I had, because like I said, I did not have a lot of notes in the positives for this movie. I don't, I only have three in the dislikes. But, like, the ones that I do have are moments that just, like, I feel so much about them. Yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely agree. And, like, like, this is my favorite movie, and I also have a lot of issues with it. So, and that's that's because I love it so much that I also am so nitpicky. So, like... Yeah, I, like, I want it to be better. Yeah, because, like, this is, like, one of, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, I think. Not because it's, like, a necessarily, like, cinema. It's just, it makes me feel a lot of things. And I think that's what is good about movies, is if they make yeah. you feel things. Um, and I'm very much the same. Yeah, and I love it. There's so much about that I love it that also, it makes up for the things that I hate about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get you. Like, some movies on my letterbox. I rank higher 
but the ones with the lowest score are like ranked above. So like I'll have a three and a half, and it'll be ranked above a four star movie. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Like how the movie makes me feel. Yeah, but the last note I had for Winter Soldier was "I'm with you to the end of the line." I always tear up at that. I always, God, I, I love brotherly dynamics in media. I love family. <laughs> you know, right? Like that. Like, I think. Like, that's truly the best, where he's just, like, holding his fist above him, and he's, like, ready to kill him. He's ready to go in for the kill shot, and he just hesitates and starts crying. Like, that? That is so good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Is that all you had for positives? Because that's all I have. Yeah, I think that's all I have for positives. Excellent. So then, what are some things that you dislike about this movie, or you feel could have done better? Okay. So I hate that Bucky, okay, this is going to be a, a little bit of a rant, but I hate that Bucky is aged up. I, I hate adult Bucky. Adult Bucky is my enemy. He, I see him and I'm like, I will kill you. Because I think it removes a lot of um, his character and makes up a blank slate. And also it makes it less like, understandable as to why he became the Winter Soldier. Because, like, Bucky, in the movies, he kind of has no skills. He's just kind of a guy that they gave superpowers. And they're like, yes, he will be the Winter Soldier. But, like, the reason in the comics he became the Winter Soldier was because he was so highly skilled and he was already, like, an assassin for the U.S. Army. So, I don't know. I was like... I was like, I don't know why you would pick this guy, even though you gave him, you know, superpowers or whatever. I also think his, and I like, I like when he, him and Steve have like either like a father, son or younger brother, older brother dynamic. Cause I think that works better than like them being like the same age, because I think Bucky should look up to Steve. I think that's an important dynamic. And it also like determines their relationship a lot. And I think that kind of takes away in that and I know it's unrealistic to want a child actor this was like right after this was like in the era where they were like no more child actors especially in action films because of like the debacle with Star Wars however because like the Captain America movie came out in 2011 right so that's not that long after um the whole uh whoever played young Anakin Mm. I can't remember his name um but, so, like, I know that they don't want to deal with child actors, especially when these children are supposed to be, like, murdering and committing war crimes. However, <laughs> I love Bucky, who is a teenager who is committing war crimes. That's fair enough. Um, I feel the same way. I don't like that they put Spider-Man and the MCU back in high school and... I think the only way I will ever accept another high school theater in live action is if they actually cast a 15-year-old. Yeah. That's, like, the only way I'll ever accept it. So I'm with you on that. Like, So, like, we're, we're in the this... reverse situation where you want old Peter and I want young Bucky. Uh, I mean, I could take either one. I'm just saying if they do young Peter, you know, it's like you got to cost a 15-year-old because otherwise I'm not having it. Yeah, because I would even, like, like I said, like, in the comics, Bucky was originally, like, a 12-year-old. And that's not realistic. Yeah. You can't you can't cast a 12-year-old to murder people. I mean, I, I guess they're doing that with Percy Jackson, but whatever. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> like that little kid that is playing Percy Jackson. That's that's like he would be perfect as Bucky. He's just the right amount of feral and like unhinged. And I get that. I was a feral and unhinged kid, and that's why I loved Bucky growing up. <laughs> Fair so enough. that's um, my main God. gripe about Bucky in this movie. Otherwise, I don't have any complaints for that for Bucky. Fair I think that's more than that's like two or three points in and of it. Yeah, that's like that is like an overarching for, complaint of the MCU rather than specifically this movie. Yeah, I think for comic book movies specifically, I think it also dials back specifically to. Um, God, now I'm trying to remember which Batman movie it was. Whichever one introduced Dick Grayson. Batman and 90s. Robin. I think it was Batman Forever. No, I think it's Batman Forever. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I, I It's been where, a while since I've watched that. <laughs> yeah, because that was the one where we actually see Dick Grayson's parents get murdered. Yes, I remember because he was trying to kill Two-Face. Oh, yes. Two-Face was Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that was like, it bombed so hard for that because, you know, Chris O'Donnell was a cool Dick Grayson, but like that was yeah, but he was too old. Good Dick Grayson writing, yeah. Well, mm, the writing was, yeah, but yeah, he was too old, and like people didn't like him as Dick Grayson, and that, I feel like from that point it kind of ruined it for all like teens sidekicks. Yeah, and in, clearly in people didn't action. like Sprite in Eternals. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think there's just a problem with people not liking kids because they hate see because people hate children. I think people I just know. generally don't like children, and I think that's the problem. That's fair. Yeah, um, things I dislike. Oh, I had more than three. I had five. Well, there's a second page here. Hello. <laughs> uh, things I disliked about Winter Soldier. It had that line about how Steve prefers the modern day, and then they just decided to throw him back to the 40s which is more like a complaint with endgame than it is about winter soldier but it's like it's the same directors like you made this movie yeah like how did you not remember that that? (laughs) oh um oh yes the fight scenes oh my god so like i said these are some of the best fights in the mcu but i feel like they're hopelessly bogged down by like the shaky cam and the bad angles and the poor editing or sometimes all three and it's like these are great fight scenes. I wish they were shot like fight scenes. Yeah, and I think that's like the era where they were like really all action movies were really into shaky cam, and I think they're st- they still are, and I hate it so much because I love watching a like old action movie where everything is shot in a very like streamlined way. I don't want to yeah. see shaky stuff. Okay, I want to see nice. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see this fight. So valid and like, like I said, I grew up watching kung fu movies. Yeah, so that's so like, like got the great... difference between how those are shot, are like night and day. Oh man, I gotta talk about the raids sometime. Ooh, I need to talk about the raids. <laughs> that sounds um, good. I actually haven't watched it, so maybe I should. I should add that to my watch list. It is. It's not like a great movie plot wise, and it is very like slate gray but in terms of like an action movie and like the way it's shot and like the choreography i would say it's like the best action movie ever made Alrighty, well i guess i will i think it was like the corridor fight you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean um 
Steve's suit. Oh man, I did not care for the stealth suit. I gotta be honest. That's it, fair. It was... I think in some shots it looks a little um padded, too padded. But I like the stealth suit. It's not about the padding. It's more like the, the design of it. Like it looks fine, but I wish he put on a new suit in between the ship scene and the final fight with Bucky, where he puts on like the original suit. Yeah. Mm. I wish I'd, like, designed a, a suit for that, though, like, those Yeah, suits. that makes sense. But I, I love the stealth um, suit. I It reminds me of Commander Rogers, and I love that suit, so I, I'm i gonna have to not agree with you on that one, but I support you anyways. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's weird that uh, when Natasha was leaking all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s files onto the internet, it's weird to me that she froze when Pierce warned her that her secrets would be leaked alongside it. Like, my sister in Fury, you are the one at the keyboard. Just erase all your files. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, she knows. I don't, yeah. I also wish we had gotten to see the impacts of that on Natasha in, in like, a movie right after this. Mm. Like, we shouldn't have had to wait until she was dead to get a Black Widow movie. We should have gotten Black Widow right after Captain America the Winter Soldier. It talks about her leaking all of her spy stuff and we could have even got like because that that is like kind of leads into the name of the rose so like we could have gotten an adaptation like a heavily altered adaptation of the name of the rose and i thought that would be fun mm, i think like you could have springboarded off the court scene at the end mm -hmm. uh capitol hill and that could have spiraled into a black widow movie but yeah it's where they waited as long as they did yeah because like um, that would be great for a Black Widow movie, and like I said, the name of the rose is literally about files getting leaked, and it's got, like, some great action, it's got a great, like, villain, and uh, we get to see Natasha really do what she's good at, and that's, like, one of my favorite Black Widow comics of all time, and also we could have gotten some Bucky content, which I think would be fun. Yeah. Um, my last complaint is that, like, like you said, I didn't really follow through on any of the political stuff outside of, like, I think Nick's appearance in Age of Ultron when he talks briefly about how S.H.I.E.L.D. being destroyed affected him a little bit. Uh, but, like, it just ended up being a story about Steve and Bucky, which is fine. I'm, like, here for it. But then just tell a story about Steve and Bucky without inserting all the stuff about Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., like... Yeah, and they definitely talked about, like, through with it. the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, very few people watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... <laughs> I watched, like, it, it came out, and I watched, like, a few episodes, and then I fell off it, and then at some point, I saw that they put Ghost Rider in the trailer, and I was like, wait, hold on. I think on. I was watching until, like... The weird time, the weird space stuff. So I was watching for a while because me and my mom would like watch it because I loved Agent Coulson. And uh, Agent Coulson is like one of my favorites. He's great. He's like an MCU like OC, and I love him. And I like that he's in the comics now. Mm. But yeah, um, if you weren't gonna follow through on all the political stuff in this movie, then just like get rid of it and you could start the movie at the smithsonian scene and you could just like fully invest in a story about steve and bucky yeah because like i also think it was they could have followed through on that in the third captain america movie but instead they did civil war which why you would choose to adapt civil war is always baffling to me because that comic is so bad 
And the movie was also bad. Because, like, it was originally supposed to be Serpent Society, and I know that was just a cover name. However, I love the Serpent Society, and that would have been fun to talk about. How now that Hydra is out of S.H.I.E.L.D., how they're trying to rebuild, and how they are also gonna, you know, try to make big moves now that they're out in the open. Mm, And we could have gotten some fun cap villains. Like, I love the Serpent Society. I think they're all stupid, and I love them. So, I guess... All that's left to do. Oh, I've got is, a few uh, more complaints. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, I thought you were. Done. I thought like you had just the Bucky thing. Oh no, no, no. Um, yes, I have, go, go. I have complaints. Um, these are gonna be quick. But um, the CGI was rough go at ahead, points. David. Like when Bucky becomes the Winter Soldier and they do that like weird um like flash sequence. That's horrible. When they're oh, dragging God. him through the God. snow, that's terrible. Oh right, yes, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, the right. Peggy aging so brief, up. I forgot about it. The aging they did on Peggy horrible she has she has big anime eyes she is terrible like she's terrifying i'm like that's terrible um the de-aging on steve and bucky when they're doing the end of the line like at the apartment like why did they 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 really did bucky so horrible with that hairline i was like oh because like it's clearly a wig because they had to like cover up the long hair and that wig was horrible I think my main problem with this movie is the wigs because <laughs> Natasha's wig is horrible. Like you can tell that it is, um, you can see the the lace at times. Like whenever there's a close up shot of Natasha, you can see the lace. I'm like, why would you do that? Give her a hard front. If you're going to, you know, give her some bangs. If you're going to do a bad job applying a wig. And also you can tell in the shower scene like, when she gets out of the shower and she's drying it, that is a synthetic wig. That is not human hair. Because no human hair dries like that. So, I was like, first thing, you are a, you know, billion-dollar company. Can you please get a good wig? See, people, I've, in a couple movies, um, I've had friends comment, like, oh, that wig looks so bad. Dog, I don't know shit about wigs. And I honestly, rate movies, like, if I had a letterbox account, cannot... it would be, I would be rating it on the wigs in the movie. Because if I see a bad wig, it takes me out of the story. And and yeah, Natasha's wig in this bothered me a lot. I literally cannot. Also, her makeup was oh, cakey man. at times. That I could see a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's like, this is all, like I said, I'm being very picky. Um, and, uh, uh, I thought Chris Evans was rough at points. I don't think you can get him for emotional acting. You need him to just, like, be, like, morally upstanding or a jackass at all times. I, seeing him, like, try to, like, be upset about things, I was like, I don't believe this. I was, like, laughing. I was, like, rewatching this. I was like, oh, honey, someone get him an acting coach. Oh, and especially when he's up against, like, literal, like, um, like fantastic actors. Like, if you're going to put him up against Sam Jackson, Sebastian Stan, Robert Redford, you know, even um, a Scarlett Johansson, Anthony Mackie, like, these are all, like, very good actors who are, like, very good at their craft. And you're going to put him, you're going to put Chris Evans as the lead in that was a setup. They set him up. And I I was like, that was really mean of them because you can't, 
I don't know about that one, Chief. You don't you don't agree with me? But I see I see where you're coming from. Like he was stiff in a few scenes, but I, I don't know to the extent that you're Oh no, I definitely that. don't think it was like the entire time. But I think mm, okay. I think it's it becomes extremely noticeable when everyone else is so good. So, like, if everyone else was, like, middling, like, if everybody else was at Chris Evans' level, I'd be like, yes, okay, I can handle this. But when everybody else is put, it was, like, acting like their rent is due, you know, they're, like, they, they're, like, we are down to my last washer, washing pod, you know, groceries, I have no groceries, I need, I need to pay rent, like, everybody else is acting like that, and you have Chris Evans who's, like, um... I guess I'll, uh, I could use this paycheck. It's, it's noticeable. And that's, that's, I think that's my final complaint. Is that Chris Evans is kind right, of mid. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Some scenes could be definitely brought up to pace. Um, so, lastly. No, not lastly. Uh, Stepping Stone, is this a movie you can enjoy to the fullest extent without prior experience with the genre or franchise or because it's an MCU movie, the comics? Uh, Did this movie remind you of any others? And if people enjoyed this movie, what would you say is a good next watch? Okay, so I think this movie, you have to at least watch Captain America 1. Mm. Um, And I think it would be good to at least like maybe read, at least read the first section of the first two volumes of Captain America Volume 5. So the first two, like, storylines. So Captain America the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. all the way through that story arc. Just because I think that provides background, and it also explains a lot. But I think you could be fine without, if you only watched Captain America 1. And maybe The Avengers. So I don't think it's a good standalone movie, because you have to have so much prior context. But... If you have seen those movies, you can just watch this anytime and you'd be happy. Like, I can watch this. Like, if I'm going to watch an MCU movie, I'm putting this on first. Yeah, all right. I can see that. Um, what would be a good follow-up movie? Uh, like, we'll, be, we'll make a good double feature. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking outside the MCU. Okay, so outside the MCU, I think you should go with some good... Um, other political thrillers or like spy movies. So my yeah. pick, try and pick one. Try and pick okay, one. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And this might seem off. However, it's a good spy movie, and it is the exact Buckynet dynamic I was looking for that this movie did not give me. <laughs> and also, Angelina Jolie is always a joy. I have not seen that, but it's been on the list. It's truly while. excellent. It's fun. It's a rom com and also spies. Mm-hmm. So if you're like after after you're feeling a little depressed about the state of cybersecurity and you know the state of the world and how there's a increase in neo-nazism and how everything is terrible from this movie mm. you can get some good rom-com and that is my recommendation. Fair enough. I had Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. That's also a good one. That's also a good one to go yes. with. This. Because it's about um, the secret, I forget the name, because I've only seen, like, I think I've only seen Ghost Protocol. Or I've seen, I've only seen Ghost Protocol multiple times. I've seen 
like one and two of the Mission Impossible movies, like only once, and it was a while ago, so I don't remember them as good. But like the secret agency that they work for has like I don't think it's been shut down. It's been a minute since I've watched Ghost Protocol, but it is a very fucking good movie. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember me and my mom like binge watched those movies um a couple years ago, and that is one of my favorite Mission Impossibles. Mm. And it's so the agency that they work for has they've either been like declared like dead or missing or whatever it was or like it the agency has actually shut down um but it's very similar to how um nat and steve are on the run from shields and it's like oh fucking time fuck i can't it's such a good spy movie it's such a good spy i think movie. we could just be like it's a good spy movie scene. watch it you know people can yeah, google it at least watch the Bush Khalifa scene god so fucking good anyway yeah um mission impossible ghost protocol good fucking spy movie it's good similar plots it's good it's good watch it it's good um so that is the credits roll for us thank you so much for joining us and thank you b for allowing me to steal a little bit of your time yeah i had fun thank you for having me no problem is there a movie that you would like to recommend that, aside from maybe sharing the same genre, has absolutely nothing to do with the movie that we just talked about, an old favorite, or anything you've watched recently? Anything I watched recently. Um, I've been watching a TV show with my grandma, and it's called, like, Murder in Paradise, I think. And it's this British, like, crime show about people being murdered on an island. And it's kind of bad, but I kind of love it, so... I guess that's a thing. Oh, I also watched Sonic 2. That was excellent. Fuck yeah. I, I kin oh. Sonic. Like, Sonic is a character that I highly relate to. Um, So, I that was something I learned watching Sonic. I was like, yes, I can get behind this. Uh, what about you? What have you been watching lately? Oh, uh, usually this is a segment for my guests. I don't Oh, really okay. Well, I'm turning it on you, um, I guess. Yeah, this is a first. Um, I've been watching the Dollars Trilogy. Uh, that is Fistful of Dollars for a Few Dollars More, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, the, the Clint Eastwood movies. And they are really, really good. You should watch them. Alrighty. Especially for a Few Dollars More. That one was the best one. Ever. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, so, are there any, well, you've already plugged your socials, but any upcoming projects you would like to plug or just plug the social again maybe if you want to check out the nonprofit people for pseo um you don't have to give money i'm not asking for that but if you want to sign up to be a member that's pretty cool you support education equity in the state of minnesota and i'm the vice president of that so that's pretty cool and um yeah that's about it uh i sometimes make art and i sometimes make fashion lookbooks if you want to check that out on my twitter i guess that's cool um I think that's it. All right. Well, as usual, you can find the podcast Twitter at FeaturePrez, Feature underscore Prez, and submit your questions to FeaturedPrez at gmail.com. Thank you once again for attending this week's showing of our feature presentation. I will see you again next week as I host a screening of Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Pick up your trash before you leave. <laughs>